What is going on, beautiful people? Uh, welcome to another episode of The Narcissist Code. I'm your favorite self-aware narcissist, Mr. Lee Hammett, better known as Mental Illness across all social media platforms. This is your first time seeing my face or hearing my voice. I'm a diagnosed narcissist, and I use my platform on social media to raise awareness for NPD, get more people into therapy, and also validate the victims and survivors of said disorder and also said traits that come along with the disorder and not having a disorder. Just narcissistic traits in general, y'all. Just nar- 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 toxic Toxic traits. I'm going to call this the toxic code from now. <laughs> um, today's episode is going to be about narcissistic people and grieving around narcissists. How, 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 how do narcissists handle grief when you are crying in front of a narcissist or you are sad in front of a narcissist and things like that? Let's just say it doesn't have to be a, you know, what does that have to be? It doesn't have to be a family member. It could be a pet. It could be something of sentimental value to you that you lose personally, that you personally lose, and you're crying in front of the narcissist, and you're trying to get them to understand that your mom is gone, your dad is gone, your dog is gone, your fish has suddenly drowned, or you know, came, came undrowned, came up for air, I don't know. Your fish has passed away as well. Your fish is belly up, as they said in uh, Finding Nemo. You don't want to go belly up. So, and narcissistic people don't handle that well. They don't handle your grief well. We know the double standards exist. We do know that everybody knows that the double standards of dealing with the narcissist exist. And y'all, if you want to know why I'm filming that today, I'm filming it in my Keller Williams office in Kernersville. So y'all, there's nobody here. I'm going to do some real estate work too. But um, yeah, the double standards do exist um, with narcissistic people. They just do, y'all. So if you're dealing with a narcissist or toxic person, just understand that they're not going to handle grief correctly. If you need a shoulder to cry on or somebody to comfort you in grief, go find your friend, go find another family member, go find somebody else, a coworker, go find an online support group or something like that. Because don't expect a narcissistic person to grieve with you. Narcissistic, if anything, narcissistic people are going to, are going to not, they're not going to alleviate your grief. They're going to add to it. They're going to make you grieve and be mad and cry at the same time. You're going to be grieving and you're going to be mad at the narcissist. You're going to be sad with the narcissistic person. You're going to do all this other stuff. They're going to add to your grief. They're going to add to it. They just are. You're going to look for a shoulder to the crown and they're going to give you, you know, it's like a trust fall. I'm crying. You're going to lay it right in your damn face. Do not, I repeat, do not look to a narcissist to support you while you're grieving. If, if, here's the caveat though, right here it is right here, y'all. I don't, know if I, I don't know if I use caveat right. I'll be, I'll be saying it, but I don't know if I'm using, using it correctly. Here's a small caveat here. Um, I'm going to look it up. It just sounds good when I use it, don't it? Y'all can't say it don't sound good. Um, <laughs> but here's the small caveat, though. It really depends on how long you've been knowing the narcissist. If, you, if, if, y'all, if your relationship with this narcissistic person is established, you can't depend on them for grief. But, but, but. If you have some kind of some type of grief during the love bombing phase, they might, might, might step up. They might use this grieving time or this time where you feel like extremely vulnerable to get you to fall for them even more. They might show up with some soup or uh, some coffee or something to make you feel good about yourself. They, they're going to do something in order. They might, they might do something in order to just go ahead and attach you to them more. So you can then like, look, no, no good deed from a narcissist goes unpunished. No good deed from a narcissistic person goes unpunished. So if they are there for you during your grieving moment in the beginning or whenever, they're going to use this against you. They're going to use this against you forever. This goes into what I call the narcissistic bank. It goes into the bank account the narcissistic, narcissistic people use. You can't say, I never did anything for you. 
You can't. You, you remember I was there for you when your dog died. You remember I was there for you when your dad passed away. Remember, I was there for you. They're going to use that against you later on to alleviate themselves of something or to get something from you to make you feel guilty about not wanting to do something for them or allowing them to do something or allowing them to get away with something. They're going to make you feel guilty about that. They just are. That's the way of the world when you're dealing with a narcissistic person. I just I don't know how how much better to how to convey that to you even more. You know, what I mean. Because when you deal with narcissists, you deal with toxic people, this is the way of, this is how it's going to go, y'all. This is exactly how it's going to go. I try to put it through people, put it into people's head that like narcissistic people, they want, they want, don't look for them to grieve with you, y'all. I'm just saying, they're going to get mad. Like, they, they, your grief might make them angry. Narcissists will put a time limit on your grief. They'll, you've been in the living room crying. They'll be like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? You'll be like, my, my mom has passed. And they'll shut the door on you. They don't want to hear it. You got about 30 minutes to clear, to clear it up. You got 30 minutes of grief. They're going to go to the bar and drink. Look, I see you going through some stuff right now. I'm going to give you some time to yourself. I'm going to go out with my, with my boys. I'm going to go out with the girls. I see you're crying over here. I need, I see, you might need me, but try not to need me. I'm going, to, I'm, I'm going out. They're not going to want to switch their plans up because something unexpected ha- unexpectedly happened to your family or your friends or something like that. They're just not, especially if it was kind of coming anyway. If the grief was coming, like you're one of your people in your life, you know, God forbid, is dealing with some cancer or something like that, or dealing with some kind of terminal illness, and that death was is terminal. You know, what I mean, death was coming. So if it's, it has to do with that, they'll tell you, well, it, I mean, what'd you expect? They're this stage five. It was stage four cancer. What did you expect? I mean, how much longer do you think? I mean, you should have been preparing for this. Why didn't you prepare for this? You knew it was going to happen. They're going to make you, they're going to belittle you during your grief. You, I'm just telling you, don't look for them to cry. Like, like and it's crazy. You have to stifle yourself around that. And I know that's how I've been to y'all. It gets into my head. Like, I, I think about it. I've been that way. Dang. But then I start thinking, I start thinking, like, well, that's a different version of me. You know what I mean? Well, it was true. I was, you know, they, they were sick. They were 99 years old. How much time do you expect they had left? You know what I mean? I just, that's how I used to say. That's the thing I used to say. And y'all, y'all used it against me later on. Lee, you used to be an evil bastard. You used to do this and you used to do that. I told you I used to do that. I'm like, I'm not hiding from it. I'm not, I'm not shying away from the stuff that I've used to do. You know what I mean? The only thing I can do right now is be a better version of myself and my wife, my kids, my family, myself, my life, and everybody around me. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that I can do, honestly. So I hope that you deal with what you did. Like I said, if you need to grieve... You have to grieve. It's not like you have to grieve in silence. And it's kind of crazy that you have to stifle your grief around a narcissistic person. That's kind of wild. This is how it happens, though. When you're dealing with a narcissist, you have to stifle your grief. You can't grieve around narcissistic people correctly because they'll hold it against you. They'll put a time limit on your grief. If you're dealing with a narcissist, they'll put a time limit on your grief. You've got 30 minutes to an hour to grieve. If you're crying next week after, over something that, happened, uh, something that happened a week ago, why are you still why, why are you still crying about this? Why haven't you got over this yet? Why are you still why are we still dealing with this? Why are we still talking about this? You knew it was coming. Suck it up. People die. People get sick. Goodness gracious. Like you like God. Nobody wants to hear this all today. Like you're making the house uncomfortable now. Get out. You're going to argue with a narcissist. If you're grieving around a narcissistic person, they're going to cause arguments with you. They're not going to let you grieve in peace. So don't expect sympathy or empathy or compassion from a narcissist that is comfortable with you. If you know this person, they're comfortable with you. Don't expect them to be there for you if something bad happens to anybody in your family. It's just not going to happen. I know people don't want to hear that, but just don't expect it from them. 
Y'all been like y'all been together for ten years. You've had multiple people pass away during this time. That narcissistic person, that toxic person, has never been there for you throughout this throughout this whole ten years. But somehow somebody else passes away, and you and you you expecting them to be there. That's insane. It's, it's, that'll drive you crazy, y'all, and that'll keep you in these toxic relationships. It just will. So if you're dealing with narcissists and toxic people, just understand. But if something happens to them, what they need that they need to grieve. They'll either suck it up and not show any kind of emotion, or they'll expect you to be there on be there on be there on the uh, on, on their beck at their beck and call. They expect you to totally be there for them. That's just it. They'll either completely shut off like me. About my, I've had two like my grandma and my oh, both of my grandmas died, but I was in food line. Um, got the call, didn't show any emotions. My wife was just like, "You okay? You okay? You good?" I'm like, "I'm fine." That's the name. People people pass away. They were old. Yeah. She was more sad than I was. Like some narcissists don't grieve at all. They hold it and they stifle, they stifle those emotions. But guess what? Because narcissistic people don't allow themselves to grieve. Guess what? Later on, they're gonna, it's going to come out as anger or rage at you. It's gonna, they're going to start an argument out of thin air with you because they can't, we can't grieve correctly. It just happens, y'all. It really just happens. If you're dealing with a narcissistic person, just understand this is the way, this is what you're going to be dealing with when doing the grieving process. I'm just saying. I'm not saying I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Toxic people, narcissistic people, don't allow you to grieve correctly. Don't expect them to be a shoulder to crown, or you know, they'll try to like. Matter of fact, your grief and your tears might actually turn that narcissistic person on. You might be crying, and that narcissist, you might be, my my mom passed away, and they'll be like, "Mm, "Mama passed away, but you looking good right now." Mm." They'll try to sleep with you. They'll try to clap your your crying cheeks when you over here crying over your mom, over your mom passing away, your dad passing away. I'm just telling you, the lack of empathy is palpable when you're dealing with narcissists. The lack of empathy is insane when, you, when, the, when the grief comes up. But anyways, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to another episode. I really, truly appreciate every single one of y'all because as much as y'all learn from me, y'all say y'all learn from me, I learn even more from y'all. And y'all, if you haven't noticed, if you haven't heard yet, live in-person meetup in Durham, North Carolina at um, the Honeysuckle at Lakewood in Durham, North Carolina, July 23rd from 3 p.m. until. We might have a little after party, a little after event somewhere downtown Durham. We haven't decided yet. Me, Ben Taylor, some other TikTok, TikTok people coming together. So come through, say hey. The last one in Virginia Beach was, was you know went well. We had 35, 30, 35 people come out. Just come through, y'all. Covered AC, going to be AC. Maybe some hors d'oeuvres or something, some drink. I don't know. Just come through. Give them say, hey, meet me in person. I won't bite you. I'm not a robot. I'm not a robot. You know. Anyway, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Like and subscribe, of course. And as always, mental illness is out. Peace.